sex tips i don't i always just feel like just be as nasty as possible and be confident with it <laughs> just be disgusting that me. is the most honest answer we've ever had on the podcast <laughs> just, just be as nasty as possible honestly i don't know do you date men or monsters be so nasty like tell them it's okay tell them you, it's okay if you lick their butt oh well, that's you know a what different I mean? move that's not i'm not i don't always lick people's butts but that's an example of saying like hey you know what you can be yourself let's let's have fun yeah i mean i've done the <laughs> i've done the uh ask them what they want and guys it's, are it's, bad at answering it it's the most frustrating thing yeah when uh like the guy i've been seeing i asked that he just was like what do you want and i was like i especially when i'm like you just took care of me now i'm trying to return the favor yeah but i'm not gonna keep asking like a lunatic I feel like the opposite. I feel really closed off about like my own pleasure. And I feel like it won't be till like later in a relationship where I'll be like, okay, you can go down on me. Whoa, what? Like, like I'll, I'll wait a little bit. With Dan, it was different, but in most relationships, I'm like, I don't want you down there till I trust you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your host, Erica Spira, and today I have another great guest for you guys this week. Uh, but before we get into the episode, real quick, if you are listening to us and you want to watch us, head on over to the YouTube page, okay? It's in the description. You can click that link or just type on YouTube, Shooters Gotta Shoot podcast. You will find us. You could watch us. We're having a lot of fun in the studio with Fonzie every week, as always. And uh, if you really want to support the show, you can join the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Shooters gotta shoot. You know I'm doing this episode, I'm sorry, these episodes every other week now. So if you want an episode every week and it's extra behind the scenes, private, uh, it's just me chatting on there, head on over to the Patreon, all right? And uh, we appreciate the support. Helps us pay for the studio and get great guests like the one we got today. So without further ado, uh, this next comedian I'm bringing on, uh, you might've seen her special, Shut Up, You Loved It on YouTube. You might've heard me on her podcast or heard her podcast in general called Help with Natalie. Put your hands together for Natalie Cuomo. Thank you, Erica. Ooh. That was so fun. Wow. I love Welcome. that. Welcome to the show. What a good intro. We had so much fun on your pod. We did. I was like, I have to have you come on our pod. Yes. And talk talk some dating and relationships over here. It's so funny because this week a friend of mine texted me like saying, um, he said, oh, this girl on a dating app told me she has herpes. Have you ever dealt with that? And I literally huh. just go, listen to my podcast. And he's like, is that the type of person you are that I asked? I was like, I felt like you just explained it so yeah. much better. I don't want to paraphrase it. It's online. Yeah. If you want to hear someone that has it. Yeah. I was like, oh, it. go listen. And and then he made fun of me. And then I was and he's like, no, but really, I'm glad I listened to that instead. OK. Of your words. All right. There you go. <laughs> See, I've had you know plenty of herpes rejections from people. But half of them would contact me later, maybe huh. years later, maybe months later, of when someone else told them they had herpes. Really? It's like the second time made them realize, oh, this is very common. And it also made them rethink, obviously, like, oh, I hope I was okay with how I reacted. And I'm always like, I mean, how you react is how you react. Yeah. Especially if I'm the first one ever to be like, hey, I have herpes. You're like, oh, shit, that's real. That's, <laughs> you know, like we hear it's real, but you don't know anyone yeah. that has it. Um, so no. I'm not offended at all. Um, I was going to say, we got into an interesting conversation on your pod about waiting versus not waiting. When should you sleep with someone in terms of dating? Yes. Uh, and you have had, I guess, the opposite experience. Well, maybe not the opposite experience of a lot of people. I feel like it's one or the other. It seems like there's either somewhat of a wait 
or it's right away. Yeah. And it's like things start off, literally start off with a bang <laughs> and roll through. Exactly. So all your relationships never really was a waiting situation. No, I no Every, every relationship is like, yeah. When the first date is like the first day of the relationship. If that really? makes sense. Like it's just fully locked in. I guess. I mean, there have been guys that I've been on like a few dates with, but it never went anywhere because I, I've definitely been like, all right, let me try doing it the right way. Hmm. And then it just didn't, the guy just stunk. Or... Wait, so this is hilarious. The guys you did not sleep with right away and waited, yeah. it turned into nothing. Yes. So it's like you have the opposite <laughs> of what the majority <laughs> of the women that listen to this show have. <laughs> where they're like, ah, I feel like I did it too soon and it ruined the situation. I think it's because I know myself. I know that like when I want something, I want it. So if they're, I'm like with a guy that I want to fuck, I'm like, I want to fuck you now. Okay. But if I can wait, it, for me, it means like we're not having fireworks at the moment. And I'm like, I should like him, but ugh. Oh, so yours boring. Yours is like if you can wait, it means you don't want it at all. Uh, In my only in my shitty experience, but no, I mean I'm not saying your experience is shitty. It's just it's interesting. No, it's weird because I I definitely think I've tried to do things the right way, and then I don't know. I feel like they don't like me enough or something. Mm, Okay, not that I was a chronic sleep on the first date type of gal, but I kind of was just hooking up when it came through when it happened it was like oh i'm having a good time i wasn't actively trying to date mm-hmm. and then a person i did go on a few dates with and then sleep with was the one that gave me herpes so how about that huh uh, it's never it's never a formula there's never, never no direct formula right it's just uh i think with most people i think it's more look at your own patterns and yeah. for you you're like this this pattern works <laughs> this pattern's been working i don't know if we're gonna get into blowjob tips on the pod or something <laughs> i feel like you're doing something that all of us need to start doing am i right fonzie <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm sitting here being like, what does Natalie do oh, in bed man. that I'm missing? You know what I mean? Is it the tattoos? What is it? I you know? have no... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but I think for most people, it's more look at your patterns. If what your pattern you do doesn't work, so if you keep sleeping with people for a second, third date, and you're like, ah, oh, and then I feel like they disappear, that's when I'm like, all right, change the pattern. See if, if the pattern makes it better makes it worse like yeah. i think anybody that does the same thing all the time is it's just it is insane to do the same thing and, and not be getting the results that you want it's true i do i feel like when you have when you know what like a high level of affection feels like and you're getting to know someone and they're not giving that to you it's easy to be like well they don't like me so i don't care about this and do you mean like physical affection or you mean in general of just the attention and maybe like attention communication Okay. Like comfortability. Is this the ultimate things. like, oh, if you're confused and you feel like they're wishy-washy, it's like, that's your answer. It's a no. Yeah. Like it's a no. They're yeah. not really that into it. Yeah. Everyone says like, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Mm, okay. All right. That's interesting. I actually- I, have... I know you, I know you like the opposite, which I like. I mean, I think at a certain point it should be a fuck yes. 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 Right. When you get to- Yeah. And it depends because, I mean, there's plenty of people that are more- it's not that it isn't a fuck yes, but they have whatever commitment phobia that they mm-hmm. have. And especially, you know, you date men, there's different levels of that. I have guy friends that are great people, all in with relationships until all of a sudden the marriage conversation comes up. Huh. Then that's where they get their commitment phobia. Other people, it's the base level of calling you their girlfriend, but they're not dating anyone uh, anyone else. And there's this weird, yeah. what is this in-between exclusive, right? So I'm someone, I am very much a fuck yes person. Once I like someone, I'm like, I, I like them. I'm in. And I don't, 
really want to keep the options open of I just I don't have the desire and the drive to be going on dates, especially in a dating app sense, if that yeah, makes sense. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like I, I'm not mad that I'm just doing one date a week with one guy and I don't feel that, oh, you should keep your options open because they are open. Right. I'm just not actively making more options. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I ran into another dude and he was cute and he asked me out, I'd say, sure. <laughs> Why not? You know, even though I like this guy, it's like, all right, well, I know at the end of the day, if there's no commitment really happening, then it's not really happening. And I shouldn't turn down something because of a potential possibility. I've never really been in a place where I'm like dating multiple multiple people at once for some reason. I think because I'm so all or nothing with people that like I feel weird. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I'm being unfaithful even if I didn't commit to them already because like yeah. usually I'm not saying every relationship has worked out well. Like as we talked about, uh, I feel like I would like fall in love with people before I knew them, et cetera. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm actually currently in a interesting situation yeah. of just started somewhat seeing someone. Oh. However, I leave for a month. Mm. And this week they've been very frustrating to make plans with. And it's this whole, all right, if I don't see this person, if they don't get it together before I leave, now I have no guilt if I'm in LA and yeah. going on dates with other people. Because at the core, I'm sitting there going, well, you don't really care. I told you I leave Sunday. I'd love to see you before then. And if you don't make that happen, I just take it as, well, then you're not that into this. Oh my God. There was this guy that I went on a few dates with before I was with Dan. I like, he's the only person like I met on Raya. Like it, he oh, okay. was, he, and there were, there were days where like he could hang out, but he picked hang out with his friends. And I remember that like infuriating me so much that he like could have hung out with me and like picked his friends. I was like at a show and I went on stage and was like, I decided I hate this guy. <laughs> All right, I mean, I'm not that brutal, but I, I know the feeling. <laughs> I did that though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think I get more frustrated, most the most frustrated with plans because I am genuinely busy. Yeah. I hate the advice of act busy as someone who actually is. So if I'm going out of my way to really make time for you, I really like you. If I don't feel that's reciprocated. It feels like uh, such then a I'm fuck out. you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just. I remember I went to <sighs> LA. I actually went to LA after we had like hooked up a few times and he texted and he had never come to any of my shows. And he texted me that like he was at the comedy cellar with his friends. Of course. And I was just like. Don't ever text me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's been driving me crazy is talking to someone, seeing someone, getting the texts late at night consistently, but not during the day. Mm. Right? I, like, I, 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 like at a certain point, you're like, oh, yeah, this is cute. Oh, okay, you wish I was there. But like night three, I could be there. How is he not making time? I don't know, Natalie. I don't, I don't like that. I don't know. Of all the advice I've spewed on here or things we've referenced, it sounds like he's not into it. So, but... That's what's nice about vacation energy of like, hey, I know I got a clock on when I leave. Yeah. I'm just, okay. You don't want to? I communicated enough to be, I'm leaving on this day. I'd love to see you before then. What I got going on. It's like, okay, there you go. Is he the guy that on my podcast you were like, it was, we went on a date. It was good. No, 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 no. That guy's okay. gone. <laughs> 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 no, I just, yeah, that guy followed up. Uh, he did the follow-up. <laughs> of reach out saying, oh, thanks, Ed. nice time, blah, blah, but no ask for another time. Ugh. And I'm stubborn of, I make men make the move for the second date, I don't. That's my problem. What? 
I come on strong, I think. I don't think this is a problem. This is called shooters gotta shoot. It is, it is. I definitely <laughs> am a, a, I am in that sense. Okay. Shooting so. my shot. But I, I definitely like, if I like someone, I make it very obvious. Okay. All right. So I told you before coming on, the only thing I ask people really to prep is yeah. the shooters gotta shoot. I love a shooting your shot story. So I'm curious, do you have any that stick out in your mind? Well, any, any bold moves you've made? This wasn't necessarily a so Dan and I were like really good friends before we started dating and he's the person I'm with now. And um, I I felt like I didn't know if he liked me, but I liked him kind of thing. We were both at the okay. stand and I was like, oh, could I see your car? Like he was leaving and I, I don't know why that was my line. I was like, I want to oh, see your car. This is a move. And he's like, I was like, I want to see what color it is or something. And then we walked to his car and he's like, look, it's blue. And then nothing happened and I went home. Yeah, Natalie, he's autistic, literally. I know. <laughs> literally. You say to the man, I want to see the color of the car. He's like, right, our color is so like, cool. It's blue. I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're such good friends, but I don't know the color of your car. <laughs> uh, you didn't. You should have slipped and been like, What's the color of the inside of it? It was so awkward because he's like, yeah, I got some stuff in here, a T-shirt, a water bottle. I'm like, it was so awkward. He did actually show you the inside. <laughs> yeah. Like, Wait, you got in the car with no, him? No, I didn't get in the car. Oh he like God. opened the door, showed me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is why you and Dan work. You need to be very straightforward with an autistic you do, man. Yeah it's, yeah. it's not a knock to autistic people, by the way, that I said that. This man literally talks about this all the fucking time. No, he does. He always and talks he's, about he it. He is clearly, yeah, socially autistic a bit. Yeah, but uh, other strengths. So. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, that's that, that makes sense why you guys worked. Because that, yeah. that person needs you to say, I like you. I would like to date you. Yes, he does. Like, it was after the special that I shot. Basically, this girl was supposed to host for me, this comic, and she canceled day of hosting the two shows. Oh, shit. And I, for like a shit reason. Mm. And I was like beyond pissed. And then I was texting him about it. He's like, is there anything I could do? I'm like, yeah, you can host my show. So that night after he like went home with me. Okay. And then we had sex that night and then we spent every day together since then. Had the come home happen? You just invite him home? I was like. Did you say, can that blue car give me a ride home? What'd you say? Uh, my mom was with me and I was like. No, yeah. Natalie. And I was like, can you give. And he was like, I'll, I'll give you a ride home. Because. And then he like gave us a ride home. And you then, and your mom. Me and my mom. Because you live with your mom. Yeah, because I live with my mom. And he was like, he had brought like all the stuff fans brought me into his car. And and then he's like, all right, I'm just going to find somewhere to park. And I was like, no, I, I'm just going to find somewhere to pull over. And I was like, no, park the car. Like in front of my mom. In front of your mom. You're like, park the car. Don't mind this. It's my night. I filmed a special. <laughs> Leave it alone. You got a really cool fucking mom. She is cool. My mom would take that as like, oh, you guys hungry? <laughs> like, you know, like she'd be like, oh yes, oh yeah, we should fight Dan. We should give him a nice meal since he drove you home. It was like one a.m. Yeah, hilarious. We actually stayed up all night. We didn't go to bed, and we went to like a diner in the morning. It was cute. so you didn't even try to play it off like, hey, it's really late, just crash. No, home, I'm like, right, mom, it's safer. You, <laughs> you were just parked the car. My mom like knows me, so yeah. Mom knows what's up. Mom was like, age appropriate. <laughs> this is cra this is crazy to me. It's not that I have a bad relationship with my mom, but this would never happen in my house. Yeah. Is it just you and your mom that yeah. live at home? Yeah. We're okay. mo I'm moving out May 1st. Okay. I mean, that's that's not what we're going to knock I you know. for the story. I know. I'm, I want your mom on the pod now. I want to be like, how are you so cool? She did my pod. With this. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but is it is it because you've lived at home for years, it's like they get over it if you start dating? Mm, I guess. I feel like I'm really close with her, so... 
I kind of like tell her everything. And then it just sort of happened that way where if someone was over, like I would tell her because like I don't want her to come downstairs. Okay. And then she just kind of like knows what's happening. Or maybe I'm like, she knows your track record. So she's like, Dan will be back. <laughs> Natalie, Natalie nails it on the first try. And they always come back and they commit. So I'm not worried about her. I'm like, do you think, girl? <laughs> See y'all at breakfast. <laughs> I mean, a great roundabout would be if you brought her to the diner with you. That would be amazing. That would be fun. You know? Wow. What a time. No, but she's definitely, like, been... I have... Oh, my God. I've put my mom through so much with men that she's very happy. She's very happy of just what you have one that treats you better than other ones. Like, one time, I, like, I had... I was hooking up with this guy who was so much older than me, like, double my age. And... And your mom knew him. And I was like, Mom, like, he's going to stay in the basement with me for two weeks and she was like it was hard it was she was really upset but then she was like okay and then yeah it was fucking i don't know what like he was in between apartments he was visiting he was visiting it was like a yeah and it was and in that moment like when you know when you see i'd only existed like in his world because he lives in a different state in that moment when you see someone come into your world and you're like oh this is bad like bad. this person's too old mm. like too old to be with me we never saw each other again but he t- stayed the whole two weeks he stayed two weeks and then he left and we never saw each other again but like day two you were like oh no well you kind of just like see him sitting there and like his weird old man habits <laughs> like all of the no, weird, like, habits. powders he had to take and like he had to drink like a crazy amount of water or something. Like I'm I just imagining like Werther's, a bowl it, of Werther's, and you're like, "Fuck this!" I actually, I'm not, I, I'm not the age to put out a bowl of Werther's in my living room. I don't care if it's in my mom's basement. I'm better than this. And then better than Werther's. He drove me to a show once, and he he hit a man. Wait, what? He hit, hit a man a, with the car, or yes. hit another man's car? No, he hit a man on a bicycle. The guy was like, "Okay." <laughs> But he's driving my car. Oh, oh, it was the biggest mistake of my life. But I guess that's you live and you learn. You're like, I can't be your eyes and ears, sir. No, no. I, I think I saved him from skin cancer. I'm the one that told him to get checked. So <laughs> Yeah, that's pre- that's pretty bad, honestly. I don't know why. Like I, I really went through a period of like only being with older men. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that do that. Yeah. And that's obviously there's good and bad. This one was a bad one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm curious, since you did live with your mom for a long time and were dating, I think that's a main reason a lot of people won't move back home is, uh, I mean, I think also in a relationship, I get it. But, but more so when you're single, it's how do you navigate that? Yeah. Going on dates and stuff. I mean, it sounds like you and your mom are naturally very close, but I guess if someone asked you for advice on that, what would you say? Is it like you got to just say to them, hey, if I move back home, I'm an adult. I'm going to be going on dates. I mean, I don't know if like everyone. It was very rare that I would like actually bring someone back to my mom's house because I feel like that that feels more vulnerable than anything you could say on a date is like, Mm -hmm. this is the embarrassing place I live. But I mean... I don't, I don't know how, if you don't have a relationship with your parents where they'd be comfortable with you going on dates, do they really know what you're doing at all times? Like, yeah, I don't, I guess, I guess you just have to be yourself. Yeah. It's something that's, uh, it's weirdly, I've had a theory though of, I, (laughs) I look back at my life and I feel like men did treat me better when I lived at home. Really? But because there's something to your parents being around or 
it's not even with like the sex part, just with the little things. Yeah. That it's funny of, it's almost like they know I'm going to go home and my mom or dad will ask me how the date was. Yeah. And you're already immediately going to be getting a bad impression if you weren't, I guess, kind to me or polite or I don't know, little, little things. I feel like it makes sense. Like as advice to tell someone is that if you can be open with your parents about it, then there's really nothing to lose. Yeah. Like, if you can't, that's right. Or difficult. if you get to the, whatever staying at each other's places or, Let's say you only stay out. You don't stay, right. bring anyone home. Because my house, it's like, that would not fly. Yeah. Uh, unless someone was my boyfriend and already met my parents. Uh, I think of it as maybe they do have to really plan more. Yeah. Because you have to lie. So you're like, I have to tell them I'm going somewhere and what day. So you can't switch this last minute. And then I look like a fool. I just come home and pretend like, oh, nope, the sleepover got canceled. You know what I mean? Like, totally. not even a sleepover, but just if I lied and said I went to visit friends in New York for the weekend and then you bailed. Yeah. And then I, I have to come up with another lie. It's I At that point, I'd say, oh, I'm not lying. I was going to so-and-so's and uh, he bailed. He's dead to us. Uh, yeah, at a certain point, you're an adult. <laughs> you're like, this is, he is yeah, dead. Whatever. I know, but it is, I'd like to think if it was just me and my mom, she'd be a little bit cooler. I it's think just the double standard with you know, fathers and daughters a little bit. They're definitely like stricter and more protective. Although I did a topless shoot like one, like I did it once and it was a mistake. I'll never do it again. But I, I mean, wound no shade up. You did. What? No shade that you did one. No shade to anyone that does, but yeah. I feel that like I couldn't handle like the feedback from people. Like I don't, I can't handle people uh, like talking about my body and like. Oh, like the photographer and the people in the room for the shoot? No, just like when it's online, it's just, mm. it's, it, it chases you forever in a way that I didn't imagine. Like it's 2023. This was in 2020 and okay. it's, it just follows me everywhere. Yeah. So that's kind of, it's one fucking picture and it's like. Interesting. So that's why I wouldn't, but I did tell my dad about it actually. You did. I did not tell my mom. That's interesting. And he, his response was like, well, do you feel like you got properly financially compensated? And he also said, like, what do you think your kids will think? Those were his two responses. Damn. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. What a male answer, though, on the money. I know. That's such a male answer. <laughs> I was like, first of all, he's, please tell me you at least got paid and you negotiated. Yeah. He's like, okay. Glad that part's taken care of. See, I, it's so hard with the thing of, like, having kids and stuff because- you know, I didn't start this pod or I don't do episodes of this pod and have a filter on my brain of, well, you know, your children one day yeah. could go and look this up and see what you said. And I actually was thinking about this the other day. It's almost like if someone asked me that, if I had kids in an interview of like, well, you know, how could you be doing this as a mother and your kids could see it? I'd sit there and say, that's the whole point of why I'm doing it is because I'm also a multidimensional person and I'm different around certain people. And that's not in a bad way because we all are. Yeah. Like I, I see myself as the same person from my parents, but obviously there's more of a filter with certain things as opposed to with my friends on this podcast. Da, da, da. Like my mom listens to this, but very quickly I was like, I don't want to hear your thoughts on what's <laughs> talked about, especially if it's anything with like sex specifically. Right. You know, other stuff she'll be like, oh my God, I love so-and-so. They were so funny. Okay, great. <laughs> Fine for the feedback. But details is like, I already, I know you're listening but I don't, I don't, I don't need the direct your thoughts feedback. Are about yeah, it. I'm like, you're welcome to listen and, you know, act like you don't. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I've <laughs> <laughs> been here a while. I feel like I'm not that graphic or anything on the spot. Maybe sometimes. No. So uh, what sex tips do you have, Natalie, for this little... This sex little, tips? Yeah, this little trick you have. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what is the trick? I want to know. Is there a trick? This just blows my mind. <laughs> I've do done so mean? much research on this pot. What do you mean? The trick to what? I don't know. You sleep with people, they become your boyfriend immediately. What is it? Mm. Is there anything? Do you think there's I anything? I feel like I 
Well, I don't know. I think I'm a pretty intense person. Like okay. the way I. You intense eye contact usually? What is I, it? I definitely a lot of eye contact. I oh, always try to like find out. I fi- like I find out everything about them kind of. Before like, you have sex? Like in the very beginning, it's I'll have those conversations like who are your exes? What happened to your parents? Like I try to like okay. really have intimate conversations early on. But do you get into almost like a sexting of what do you like in bed? Or do you save that till after I feel some like sort of physical chemistry? For me, it's like, oh, when you built the emotional chemistry, sex just feels like so exciting mm-hmm. that even if it's not as amazing because you're not as comfortable maybe you're you're just like so excited to be like sharing it with that person that it doesn't matter okay i don't, I don't know this. i don't know that's i think just like building up the emotional connection throughout the night i guess i don't know hmm. sex tips i don't i always just feel like just be as nasty as possible and be confident <laughs> with it <laughs> just be disgusting that be- is the most honest answer we've ever had on the podcast Can i just say that <laughs> Just be as nasty as possible, honestly. I don't know. Do you date men or monsters? Be so nasty. Like, tell them it's okay. Tell them you, it's okay. If you lick their butt. Oh, well, that's you know a what different I mean? move. That's not, I'm not, I don't always lick people's butts, but that's an example of saying like, hey, you know what? You can be yourself. Let's, let's have fun. Yeah. I mean, I've done the, <laughs> I've done the, uh, ask them what they want. And Guys it's, are it's, bad at answering. It it's the most frustrating thing. Yeah. When, uh, like the guy I've been seeing. I asked that. He just was like, what do you want? And I was like, I, especially when I'm like, you just took care of me. Now I'm trying to return the favor. Yeah. But I'm not going to keep asking like a lunatic. I feel like the opposite. I feel really closed off about like my own pleasure. And I feel like it won't be till like later in a relationship where I'll be like, okay, you can go down on me. Whoa. What? Like, like I'll, I'll wait a little bit with Dan. It was different, but in most relationships I'm like, I don't want you down there till I trust you. I mean, you're not alone in that, but it's just fascinating to it me. It feels so, like, it feels like such a vulnerable thing to give someone. Like, sex doesn't feel as vulnerable to me than someone going down on me. A lot of people would agree with you, but they usually would more say giving as opposed to receiving oral. Yeah. But in general, I would agree on an intimacy level. I would kind of agree with that. And I guess it also depends what kind of sex you're having. Yeah. Because if you're having that very emotionally connected eye contact you know yeah. not like it's like there's it's almost ugh, i hate saying making love but it is almost like making love side versus fucking side yeah and so people that you're just hooking up with and you're just fucking yeah then the going down seems like oh that's like an intimate thing and i feel like for me i feel like they need so much direction that i'm not going to enjoy it unless i'm in a place where i can give you direction oh okay i like that point i didn't even think of it that way like they really like there's so many times that someone's like gone down there i've just been like not even close pretending to feel anything oh don't do that but i mean i don't now obviously but but i'm just saying like so then i'm just like ah stop like i don't Mm. want i just there's no point in this i really wonder if more women feel this way about this i i honestly had this moment in college where like i've always been a pretty sexual person but and i've always been like a boyfriend girl but in college i said to my roommate gwen like in sophomore year and i was like you think you've ever had an orgasm and she's like I don't know. And I feel like it's kind of that thing of like Mm. men are going down, you're having sex, but you're like, they're not, I don't, they're not pleasing you the way that you want unless you really can communicate with them. Yeah. I mean, that's why women in general always say, oh, sex gets so much better when you get older. And it's more, you're comfortable with your own body. You're comfortable speaking up. You finally know what good sex is. Yeah. And that's why I always look back at what sex I had in college. Like, 
Now that was fun because it was just fun to be doing it. Yeah. And be, you know, on my own. I could have a boy over if I wanted to, or I could go hook up with a guy. There's no parents, you know, swarming yeah. you, right? But yeah, who's really getting off in college and having great sex? Ugh. I mean, I'd even say mid twenties. <clears throat> I have a lot of friends that they they never had an orgasm with a partner till thirty or almost thirty. Yeah. Or even and some friends total in general ever orgasms were not happening. But by themselves till later. I mean, Remy Casimir, you know her. Yeah, she, does she has comedy a podcast too. about it. She had a whole pot about it. And yeah. what was she, 30? About to be 30, 29? Yeah, I think so. You know, and uh, funny, a friend of mine started listening to hers, her podcast, and then mine, and she was talking to me about her struggle of orgasming in mm -hmm. general. And I, it's, it's something I would have no idea. And she was someone who had multiple boyfriends. Yeah. And I usually assumed people, and you know what? I assume it about men, actually. I don't think this is fully wrong. You, you've had many boyfriends. Okay. A guy who has never had a girlfriend is way more likely to have never made a woman orgasm because yeah. they haven't had this consistent partner that, one, the female gets comfortable enough to really talk about what they want, uh, but it's just, yeah. Something of guys, guys that never had girlfriends, I always felt were way worse in bed. I hate to say this, but I feel like I can always tell like if a man has been trained properly in the past. Yes. I, I can tell yes. like what fights you had, what she told you not to do and to do. And I'm like, oh, she did a good job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought that about people. I've been like, well, thank your ex. Yeah. It was pretty good. Good job for you. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah. Like, even with their personality emotionally, just like being considerate in certain ways. It's like, uh, oh, thank you. Someone trained them. So, uh, you were trained by someone. This just yeah, didn't yeah, come yeah. into your mind. Right. You're a man. Yeah, and some of it could be could be their mom a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, other stuff. Oh, Especially with going down on someone though or sex. I feel like that kind of, that kind of like when someone has had a long-term girlfriend, someone that's been able to share what feels good for them without it being weird. Mm. It, I do think it changes like their. Yeah, usually they're better and better. And also they are not weird at all about period stuff. Oh, yeah. Any man that's a little bit weird, like, what's your longest relationship? Are you still in the phase of what the period's hidden from you? <laughs> I definitely, I'm like the type of person that I'm like, take my tampon out with your mouth. Like I'm crazy. Really? But I think that's what people are like, oh, I've never done that before. I don't know. I'm insane. <laughs> It's that nasty tip. Be nasty. Don't take that tip. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Natalie. I like gonna... like sharing new intimacies with people. Like I like doing things that are intimate that like someone hasn't done with someone else. That's why in I'm terms like of sexually. Sexually, like pooping in front of each other. Like oh, you've never pooped in front of anyone else, but you'll poop in front of me. Wow, wow. you are nuts. <laughs> you are nuts. <laughs> You're just. <laughs> You're... This is like the most we've ever talked to. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> I've always so wondered, sorry. how does the inner workings of Natalie Cuomo's mind work? Just unhinged. Because <laughs> I was going to say, let's say people are dating someone. What are what are a few suggestions to mix it up? To mix it up? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I think, I guess, so I talked to this woman and she, like, I had her on my podcast. She's like a vaginal weightlifter. She's oh, like, is this like some Kegel shit? I get. Well, she she does like a whole thing, but she's like a sex counselor, and she essentially told me that you need to make sure that you're scheduling. I think it was like a three hour window or once a week where you guys are like physically intimate, and that hmm. people would hear it and be like, "That sounds like a lot," but then they do, and they'd be like, "Oh, okay." So I think even forcing yourself to spend extra time with your partner, just like naked, is a good way to explore what you guys might like that's new. 
Interesting. There was another thing I saw. It was um, it was my other podcast, uh, Allie from Find Mr. Height sent this to me. It was a couple that they started doing. They will make out every night. Huh. And with zero emphasis on anything. And they're married. They've been together a long time. And basically she said, I realized if we ever really kiss and really are focused on one another in a physical way, it's only when it's, you know, to lead to sex. Hmm. So it's only that once a week, whatever. And then it associates then, if you start kissing me, whether it's like a full makeout or anything, it's already this feeling of, oh, you want to have sex. Right. You're not kissing me just to love me and show me affection. Yeah. So they started doing they make out every night for a little bit wow. before they go to bed. But it's similar to that of yeah. just, just be in a bed or just cuddled up together or physically touching something. Yeah. And there isn't a pressure of you have to have sex. Because first when you're like three hour window, I was like, that's a, no, I know. a lot for most of us. It is. It is. But it's different to say, oh, three hours, you put the phone away. The TV's not on. It's just purely talking, cuddling, yeah. hanging out, whatever. Exactly. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That is, I mean, it, it makes you think of like, uh, you know, you go home with someone on a Saturday night or no, Friday night and you have that Saturday lazy morning day in the bed. Yeah, exactly. And it's such a honeymoon phase thing. But it doesn't need to be. Like she said, a lot of people will use kids as an excuse Ooh. for not being able to do that. And she's like, that's just not, she said like you can find, like you can find a way. I don't know. Yeah, because this is why people, I think, love hotel sex or hotels have such this uh, sexual energy mm -hmm. is because what else is around? None of your shit from the house is around. There's no papers. There's no, you yeah. know, if you don't bring your computer, there's no computer. And usually you're going away and say you don't bring the kids. So also there's no children. Yeah. And it's this just like, oh, look at this enclosed room that we just have to be together. And it's like, all that's here is a bed. Yeah, there like is a TV, but like, that's kind of it. It feels weird to be in a hotel with someone and not fuck. You're like, I get, like, I feel like this is, <laughs> like, I feel like you have to fuck in every room that you're in. Yeah, I mean, also it's just probably because they're expensive. You're, like, yes. you're spending this money. <laughs> yeah. And if nobody gets laid, what a sad night. It would be. What a sad night this is. Some hotels have those little sex kits for like. What? This is the thing? If you go to like a stupid bougie hotel, they'll have like it near the mini fridge, like $30, like sex kit. One time I like used it, got it, and it really didn't work. It didn't have it. They had like a cock ring, a condom, lube. Was, First of all, I don't know if this would be a bougie hotel or what type of hotel. This I don't is. know. It, what, I'll be honest with you. I've been to some nice hotels. I've never seen a sex kit in my life next to the mini fridge. I would assume like condoms. That'd be nice. Yeah, you know? yeah. But oh, and there was like a little yeah. vibrator in it. Yeah. Wow, that's an elaborate little kit. It was a little elaborate kit. It wasn't really very good though. Interesting. Because Someone's like, like they're, they're just trying to inspire you. It would be like a gumball vibrator. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> An arcade vibrator. I yeah. won this at Barcade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not the, not the best of quality. Sex kits. That's so funny. Okay. Uh, we do have to wrap soon, unfortunately. I'm so sorry I was late. No. This is very, very fun. I'm trying to think. What's the last, last, last thing I want to ask you about? Is there anything we didn't cover? Do you feel you want to share with the fans dating and relationships? I don't, I don't know. You know, it's interesting because I'm like, I feel like dating has been a lot of, a lot of my life like I'm a person that's like I'm I don't really have that many close friends I don't have friend groups I'm like I think a lot of who I am has been like I'm this person's girlfriend mm. so I feel like I've always had I feel like I am like among my like best friends I do feel like I'm like their go-to dating person interesting so but, what would you say is the best piece of dating advice you've ever gotten or put to practice mm. other than you know 
ask them what color their cards. Like when you're in a relationship or before? Either. You're typically in a relationship, so I guess let's go with that. I guess. Mm, I think that like listening to your gut element, I think a lot of people like stay in relationships longer than they should. Everyone stays longer than they should. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to just listen to your gut on, on everything with that with that person and also i think a lot of times women or people in general we catastrophize like one thing that's wrong like something happens or like we have to break up with them they are not okay men are evil Mm -hmm. and i think understanding and reeling it back like okay this might not have been their intention to come off this way might not be a big deal like just trying to like remain rational in those moments and understand like you hate them right now but you do love them so you want to work through it yeah, like I give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very common one, most people say. Really? Yeah. Like, huh. or just, uh, I think this is people that have been married a long time. They're like, oh, you'll think of murder, but don't <laughs> think of divorce. Yeah. Almost like you'll be furious with your partner. You will be angry at whatever time for whatever reason. But if you, it's it's just a commitment thing. It's a mindset of, but I want to work through this, even though I'm furious and it's- I hate whatever just <laughs> happened. Obviously, there's certain things that would be, you know, deal breakers to each their own on that, like a cheating situation, things like that. Right. But yeah, ultimately, it's it's like give your partner the benefit of the doubt before you assume the negative side. Yeah, and I'd also say like communication, trust, all that stuff. But that's obvious. <laughs> You're like that's yeah, whatever. That's boring. Yeah, eye I, contact and get nasty. Get nasty. That's, <laughs> we're calling this episode "Get Nasty." <laughs> <laughs> what else are we supposed to do? But anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we got to have you back sometime. I feel terrible. Yeah, I no. I'd love to have, I'd love to be back. And it's <laughs> at Natalie Cuomo for everybody. Right? At Natalie Cuomo underscore Instagram at Natalie Cuomo and everything else. There you go. So look up Natalie, watch her special, check her out. She's traveling all over. So she might be in your town. Go see her. And Thanks. thank you so much for coming on. We'll see you guys next week. Thank Bye. you. Or two weeks, two weeks. <laughs>